1: you now. Sandy
2: beach. Beach well hello 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 it is beach and company and i am sandy beach and another day another dollar 43 uh i'm telling you uh, tony i th- i think we're working with a guy uh of privilege i think that uh, buzz beamer mr joseph beamer is a man of privilege he was telling me the other day that uh he almost could fit back into his skinny jeans and i'm thinking that anybody that can fit into their skinny jeans is a person of privilege okay because there's a difference between the skinny jeans and the purple spandex that you get at walmart okay in which you could put a two-ton truck in uh these are i think it takes a man of privilege to be able to Wear those skinny jeans. Do you agree with that, Tony?
3: Well, first of all, you're using "man" and "skinny jeans" in the same sentence, and oh, that's I'm right. sorry, it does that's not
2: right. go together. So, uh, Mr. Beamer, how do you defend yourself? Are you a person of privilege, being able to wear the skinny jeans when
0: the rest of us schmucks? Uh, I can't we can't we just can't do it. Well, you know, you know Sandy, I, I right now I cannot fit into my skinny jeans, but I wear them on a rare occasion. As you know, I never wear them here. Uh, but if I'm if I'm going out you know, to a bar or to a nice restaurant, I think the skinny jeans with a, a nice button up shirt untucked looks pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Uh,
2: I, uh, I, I think uh, the way I'm dressed here with shorts, <laughs> a T-shirt. <laughs> And socks. I'm, I'm looking pretty uh, pretty with it, I can tell you that. That's going to be warm. It's going to be warm. Uh, as a matter of fact, let's see, today 83. Then in the 90s, and then uh, 68 on Thursday. It, it falls off a, a cliff. Uh, the president tweeted uh, moments before the show, so we'll add that to the subject we were going to do. So we'll do both of them. All right? Uh, the, the, one of the questions is... Uh, Roger Goodell is quoted in a um, uh, he put out a a short video and the 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 money phrase was talking about the NFL he is the commissioner we were wrong we were wrong and he's referring to Colin Kaepernick he doesn't say it he doesn't use the name but he that's who he's talking about we were wrong and now the president's just tweeted that Martin Gugino may have been an may be an Antifa uh, sympathizer and that this whole thing was set up, uh, that he, uh, he reacted more than the push would call for, and I, I think that's true. I, I don't think he knew he was going to whack himself in the back of the head, uh, but I do think he was hoping for something, and he got it. He was looking for it, he was hoping for it, he was praying for it, and he got it. So I think the president's right on that. As a matter of fact, uh, Tony, you have good news. The Little Bakery that that we were supporting yesterday. Tell us the story and give us the uh, the, uh, total.
3: uh, People remember yesterday we were talking about the Little Bakery. And uh, if you've not heard of the Little Bakery, it is just that. A Little Bakery in Niagara Falls. They're at 8. 42 19th Street off of Pine, and uh, this is a type of uh, business that gives to the community. They have been feeding people, disadvantaged people, during who've lost jobs uh, during the pandemic. Uh, they've fed uh, nurses at the uh, various hospitals they feed first responders they do all kinds of things given back to the community so the other night somebody broke into their place and uh my speculation was that it could have been their support for the police and their support for all lives matter so somebody broke in vandalized it ransacked Robbed, stole computers, equipment, money. Uh, the place was completely trashed, and uh, the owners put out a heartfelt video, just crying, saying, "Now you—you you may have just ended our career." Well, somebody started a GoFundMe page to help support the little bakery, and as of this morning, uh, Ken Tompkins uh, informed me that they are up to thirty-two thousand dollars.
2: Oh, right, that's great, and uh, we'd like you to look them up, and if you feel uh, that you would like to support what they did, uh, and then um, uh, you should uh, make a contribution. As soon as they're reopened, I intend to go there and purchase whatever they got. <laughs> Believe me, I will support a bakery in need anytime.
3: I highly uh, recommend the Italian bread and the old-fashioned pizza. Not with the melted mozzarella. We're talking about the sprinkled Parmesan.
2: Oh, and I love any kind of bread. Any, I'm a, I'm a huge bread fan, so I'm looking forward to that. And when they reopen, I'm sure they'll contact and let us know. We'll tell people that they are reopened, ready for business. And uh, I'll be one of the first customers up there. Let's take a break, and we will return on News Radio 930 WBN. All right, we're going to play you a um, a video piece that was sent out two days ago by um, uh, Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell is the National Football League commissioner, and uh, let me tell you why this sort of thing really annoys me. I believe that if you believe in something. And you want, you want others to know where you stand. You just state how you believe and you stand by it. Now, if somebody makes some compelling argument, something you'd never heard before, something that would change the game, you certainly are allowed to move your position because you held that position uh, in trust uh, under the circumstances that you understood. And now, if there are different circumstances, you can do it. Uh, you can change it, but when there are no different circumstances, when it's the same, when it's history, and you change it because of public pressure, that to me, I, I have no interest in you after that. If you're going to uh, waffle like a politician in the wind, go this way, go that way, whichever the wind is blowing, why in the hell should I care about you, and why should I listen to what you have to say? So, having said that, Here is Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner. He does not mention uh, Kaepernick by name, but you can see it's written all over this with a statement from a couple of days ago. Roll tape.
4: It has been a difficult time for our country, in particular, black people in our country. First, my condolences to the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and all the families who have endured police brutality. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening. I am listening. And I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family.
2: Okay, that is uh, Roger Goodell. So uh, what he left off on that speech was at the end where he said, you know what we said last year and the year before that? Never mind. All right, because that's what this is. First of all, what he's talking about is fine. You know, uh, we're all against black oppression. We're all against uh, what happened to uh, uh, George Floyd. Uh, what he said was was correct. There was a, I'm not uh, disputing that. What I am disputing is this. He has given permission to the players of the National Football League to protest and he'll be glad to join them in their own way. Well, that tells me that when before every NFL game, when we see uh, different political sides on on issues that the NFL players have a right to protest. And the the commissioner will be right there with him. I'm asking your opinion on that. Uh, And uh, Roger Goodell says there'd be no NFL without black players, and I agree with him. Uh, A large percentage are black, and that's that. There's no denying that. So he says there would be no NFL without without, uh, uh, the uh, black players, and I would say to him there'll be no NFL without fans in the seats too. Okay, I think, I think they go hand in hand. Without fans in the seats, there's no need for NFL players. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's my knee-jerk reaction. I just don't, don't want to see the National Football League used as a stage for political posturing. It's as simple as that. So my first question is, we were wrong. That's the quote from Roger Goodell. Give me your opinion. The second one came in just as the show was starting from the president. He didn't personally tweet me, but he tweeted that uh, uh, that uh, Martin Gugino uh, could be an Antifa plant and that uh, it could be a setup uh, because he, he, hurt, he fell more than he was pushed. And uh, so I'm asking your opinion on that. Do you think that the Gugino thing was a setup? So those are the two questions, all right? And I'll ask my my guys, uh, first of all, uh, uh, Tony and then Buzzy, we were wrong, Roger Goodell. Is that the right thing or the wrong thing for football?
3: I think it's the wrong thing, but I understand that he's doing it to pander to the players. Uh, you know, he's been getting beat up pretty hard by them over recent years. Uh, they believe that he doesn't care that uh, you know that the NFL owners are just a, a money-making machine, which they are. The whole NFL is a money-making machine. So that's that's what this is about. It's about uh, keeping the league at a level that they're comfortable with and bringing money now. If the players want to take a knee, I have no problem with it as long as it's not during the National Anthem. You want to uh, take a knee during the coin toss? Go for it. You want to take a knee after you score a touchdown? Go for it. I have no problem with that. I support you. But if you take a knee during the National Anthem, then I have a problem.
2: Okay, Buzzy, uh, we were wrong. Uh, The quote from Roger Goodell. Oh, I'm sorry. Buzzy stepped out. Did Buzzy not know we were going to go to him right at the opening of the show? He's tracking down some audio. Oh, he's getting some more audio? Okay, well, then you can answer part two as well. The president just tweeted uh, that Martin Gugino uh, could be a setup and he could be an Antifa operative. Was Gugino and is Gugino a setup?
3: I think, uh, in, the, in looking at this, I think he was. You look at his, his, twi- his tweets, his Twitter page, everything is blank the police. Uh, accusations of him being an agitator in other areas. Um, it, it doesn't smell right. And then I saw a picture yesterday that had me scratching my head. It's him uh, chatting with the guy that videotaped the whole incident.
2: Yeah. Pretty convenient. It, it certainly seemed like a matter of convenience. And it certainly seems like somebody going to an event saying that he's going to try and stir up some problems with the police. And guess what? A problem with the police does get stirred up, and two cops get charged with a D felony by a DA who doesn't have the courage not to charge them. Because it wasn't a chargeable offense. Look, I'm no district attorney, but I assume you could go to DA, DA 101 on the first day of DA school, and they would tell you to have the courage of your convictions. If no charge is warranted, don't uh, don't pro- produce a charge simply because you want to uh, quiet the crowd. That's not not the right thing to do. And that's my opinion. I think. And I'll stand on this, and it's just my opinion. I think the district attorney was afraid not to charge the two cops.
3: There's no question.
2: Uh, Yeah. So uh, he wanted to do that to keep the mob at bay. And guess what? That's a never-ending thing. That's like the old joke about feeding the lion. You can keep feeding the lion all kinds of uh, tasty treats until you run out of them. Then you become the tasty treat. Okay? It's the same thing with the crowd. You start with the charge, and the crowd is okay. They're quiet about that. Later on, if the charge isn't high enough, then they'll come back at you. If if the verdict uh, isn't what they want, they'll come back at you, uh, and it'll stay there forever. So you got to do the right thing, not the thing that'll uh, just keep things quiet momentarily. So.
3: Look at the uh, my, video, Sandy, of, of him, you know, there's the one thing that, like, why was he going after the wrist of a police officer with his phone? I thought that that was kind of odd. And now we're reading about the ability to uh, scan, frequency. Scan, scan frequency. And you're like, oh, well, yeah. that changes everything.
2: Lovely, isn't it? Uh, so I'll give you my opinions right now. They were short and sweet. NFL, we were wrong. Roger Goodell. Here's my opinion. We were wrong about Roger Goodell. I think it's total capitulation. It's total change of position. Everything they said uh, last year, and they, I think the year before as well, uh, out the window. Obviously, they didn't mean it. They just said it at that time to appease. They're saying it this time to appease. And uh, the uh, Antifa uh, suggestion by the president that Martin Cugino is a setup, I can't disagree with that. Come back, 803-0930, 616 star 930. We're back after this. All right, we are back with Beach and Company. Let me just set up the questions again, and we have a a reply to the presidential tweet from Brian Higgins. Okay, first of all, the the first question, NFL, Roger Goodell, the quote, we were wrong. You know what you were uh, talking about. He's opened the floodgates for political posturing, uh, uh, during the games and pre, pre, uh, preceding the games and after the games, whatever in the NFL, he's welcoming it. I want your opinion on that. Plus, and uh, we'll play the uh, the actual piece he put out, which is a minute and something. There was 15 seconds missing of the cut we first used, but we've we've located that, so it's a complete complete uh, uh, audio piece. Uh, now, the second question: President Trump has tweeted that. Martin Gugino may be an Antifa operative, and we may be set up. I'd like to know what you think of that. Now, Brian Higgins uh, has uh, just tweeted a reply, and Buzzy, you have that if you could read it, please.
0: I do, Sandy, and you know, you asked for one response, but I'm going to throw in the second for free. You just have to pay shipping and handling. Okay, Uh, that's good. So Brian Higgins first says... There is no room for your hate and division here, at Real Donald Trump. We are a community looking to heal. Your words only seek to tear us apart. Stop.
2: Ah, okay, that's that. And you said you had a second one?
0: And then the guy that we almost certain is going to go after Brian Higgins' seat when he steps down, County Executive Mark Poloncarz tweeted, A president who cared about the nation would come out of his bunker, take down the unnecessary fence around the White House... What? And try to bring our country together rather than further fan the flames of dissension. Unfortunately, this president doesn't care about anyone but himself.
2: Oh, the county executive is a blowhard. He really is just a media whore. Anything to say to get out into the uh, into the public with no substance at all to it. Okay, let's go to uh, line one. It would be a CJ in Buffalo. CJ, you're on WBEN.
5: Good morning.
2: Hello there. What's on your mind?
5: Well, as far as the NFL, I don't think this has anything to do with uh, politics or pandering. Um, Some issues take longer than others. We evolve. We learn. It's called education. And if we didn't evolve, we would still think the world was flat and there were witches in Salem.
2: Well, first of all, I don't disagree with the concept of what you're saying, but I would—if if for me to buy that and to think, okay, this isn't Roger Goodell just reacting to what he sees on his television set. Why does it? Uh, he's had two years. You mean suddenly he had an epiphany? Suddenly, just in coincidence that he's—we're uh, seeing people march in the streets—that he's—he's found the real truth, and he should have seen it a couple years ago.
5: Well, I think the whole world had an epiphany. I mean, up until 2 weeks ago, I think we kind of buried this whole issue, thought it was, you know, it it petered out and we wouldn't have to think about it again, but here it is. It's back. So
2: do you do you really feel CJ that we didn't know that there was uh, some bad cops in, in various departments? I think we all knew that. Oh. Uh, there's 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 bad there's bad seeds in almost anything. Uh, but to think that uh, we didn't know that until until we saw that horrendous uh, murder, no other word to use, of George Floyd, I think is um, um, a little innocent. I think we all knew it was there.
5: Well, I think we all knew there's, there's bad cops. Um, but up until now, nobody did anything about it. I think that's the issue right now.
2: Well, do you think that we're on the road of doing something about it? Gee, I hope so. That would be. I hope so too. uh, But I don't think allowing the National Football League to use the workplace of which we pay an admission, whether we're sitting in a seat or whether we're watching it on television, we pay an admission price to watch an NFL game. And the last thing we want is everybody with their own pet project and their own story uh, before a game or during the national anthem especially during the anthem, and that's Tony brought that up, and he's right. The anthem should be a special moment free of everything except our thoughts about the country and the flag.
5: Well, why are we putting so much emphasis on a football game?
2: Well, because a lot of people watch it, and to some people it's their whole lives. Uh, uh, You know, I love football. I've I've watched it since the beginnings, Uh, but it's not my whole life. To some people, uh, a, a Bills game, and people in this, con- in this area, a Bills game is their whole life. And so that you have a stage of which you didn't pay the admission price for. You paid to see football and not to have people uh, with their own thoughts of the headline of the day.
5: Well, maybe football fans, sports fans, broaden your horizons and take a, take a real look at what's going on.
2: Well, I don't disagree with anything you said. I just disagree with the timing, particularly. Okay, thanks, CJ. Thanks for the call. All right, Tony, do you agree with CJ?
3: No, I don't think... Uh, I, You know, yeah, we have problems. We have things that we can talk about. And we have may- mentioned this, what was it, in 2016, the Kaepernick protest started? Yeah. Okay, well, it was all over uh, his um, police brutality. and then it's, ter- me during the anthem, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, so... One thing that was brought up during it, if I recall correctly, is players wanted dialogue. They wanted a platform. And I remember us doing several shows on various platforms or different ways that players can express what's going on and and to talk about issues facing our communities. It it was never done. Nobody did anything. They just sat back and we said, you know, have radio programs, uh, debates on television. None of that ever came through. So you get, well, to, you, you, you get to the point of thinking it's just all we're here, and it's lip service.
2: Well, you know what? I would tell the commissioner this. If we're going to use the football field for our information source, then what about, what about uh, females being beaten by males, either their boyfriend or their husband? A lot of them play football, okay? Are we going to have a segment before the game? where they're going to pay uh, not a tribute but an attention piece uh, to uh, f- a female, uh, let's see, uh, beatings by, by males on females. Is, is, that's something that comes up every year. I guarantee you one thing, there's more of that than there are of anything else. But we're not going to hear about all these issues, are we? Because if the NFL really wants to be our social conscience, as well as our football team, then we got to open that, that door up to female abuse. How about that? that? That's as big an issue in the NFL as anything else.
3: Or how about, since we're going to get into social stuff, let's get into uh, how many kids are born into families uh, with only one parent.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of social issues. But we do not tune in the NFL for social issues. We tune it in to see who can throw a pass, who can catch a pass, who can tackle, who can't. Uh, and is our team going to score more team uh, more points than their team? That's it. So let's not pretend that it's this great social voice now. They're doing it to pander to the players. And if they, if they do that, if they take their knee during the anthem, I'm done. I am done with football. Okay, that takes a lot for me to say. You can ask when next time Landry calls, uh, ask him how how long we've been watching football. I think we've been watching the NFL when they had four teams. Okay? And now I think it's time to say goodbye if they start doing things during the national anthem. I won't tolerate And The only authority I have is over my own choices, and I will make a choice to say goodbye. All right, let's take a break and we'll return on News Radio 930 WBN. Uh, this is a direct quote from Roger Goodell of the uh, NFL. He's the commissioner. We were wrong. And so he's opened it up to all kinds of free speech uh, regarding oppression or wrongdoings that affect uh, minorities, mainly black uh, people, players, coaches, whatever. So. So now, uh, we're going to be subject to more demonstrations, uh, Kaepernick style. What they do, uh, you know, is, is their own business until they do it during the national anthem. Then it's my business as a consumer, as somebody who watches football and you can make your choice of whether you want to, uh, do anything or not. But I know what I'll do. I'll say adios. And, um, uh, the second one, presidential tweet just before airtime says uh, the, su- the uh, subject of Martin Gugino came up in the president's tweet. He thinks that he may be an Antifa setup. And do you agree with that? Brian Higgins does not because he's posted uh, an equally long, what's the matter with you? Do you hate everybody? Brian Higgins. I, <laughs> uh, Higgins really makes me laugh because he mentions the bunker. That that must be a talking point. When the uh, the Secret Service brought him to the bunker uh, one of the nights there a week or so ago, he was there a short time, then they took him out. It wasn't his choice. He didn't ask for it. He doesn't have a choice, okay? Of all people, of all people to be talking about a bunker, where the hell was Brian Higgins when people from western New York went down to Washington to try and confront him over Obamacare, cal- he hid. He hid with the door locked. You remember that, Tony?
0: Yes, I do.
2: <laughs> he was hiding with the door locked so he wouldn't have to talk to anybody. He's got a lot of uh, balls, uh, to, to put it mildly, uh, to use the word bunker anywhere near the president. Uh, Bernie, can I have the sheet so I'll know who the next caller might be? It would be line three. Dolores in Hamburg. Dolores, you're on WBEN.
6: Mister, oh, I just have to thank you because what you said in all these things need to be quoted and written out everywhere. Thank you. The um, uh, Martin Gargoyle, and I call him Martin Gargoyle, (laughs) he came down off the uh, city hall, and then he moved along the place, and he held on to that phone, and he impeded our police officers, and that man should be charged with the fact that he was invading and moved and in danger to our police officers. I want you to do that, Mr. Flynn, instead of going blah, blah, blah. That's the first thing. In, in terms of the NFL, uh, I, I can only say three things. We've got think of the people, change, community organizers, And uh, anti-American morality by way of money, greed. And I object to these people. I don't watch football, Sandy, but I do notice that there are a lot of big black guys, and you brought up a good point. These people are being charged with rape. They're being charged with immorality. They're being charged, and even, if you recall, we had a big murder case by one football player who everybody thought the world of, that's disappointing to children and to young people that want to play. I'd say, Roger Goodell, you know what you do? You change the whole game of football.
2: And Roger Goodell has opened the door uh, for anybody with spousal abuse or child abuse or anything like that. Hmm. Uh, Are we going to see any demonstrations on the field for that which many times include NFL players, not all of them, certainly. A lot of them are saintly. A lot of them do a lot and and, uh, contribute a lot, but not all of them do. And and if you're going to use the the bad cop uh, equals all cops are bad, then we can use the bad football player, and all football players are bad. Uh,
6: You you know, you're absolutely right. I think what we need is we need lesser violence and make it an all- underweight make sure that the people that are playing football have like they want the police inspected and a whole dossier on them I want a dossier on every one of the people
2: okay can uh, can we hold you or have you said your piece uh, would you like to hold she's done okay thank you thank you uh, Dolores. we'll take a break
1: and return on news radio 930 WBN